0: Welcome to the High Hopes Phillies Minor League Rundown. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen following the journey of the players chasing their dreams in the Phillies farm system. Jeff, it's a big week for the Phillies farm system as Williamsport gets things going. Crosscutters, game
1: one tomorrow night. You get excited for an opening day for everything, don't you? I, I just think, you know, I mean it's it's a little hard to get as excited about it cuz the season's underway everywhere else, so it's not the same thing as the regular opening day. But for people up in Williamsport,
0: it's opening day. So are people who so for people who aren't familiar with it, explain
1: where Williamsport Williamsport fits into the Phillies farm system for them. They are what's called short season A. So they are below Lakewood, they're half season. The team usually consists of a lot of international signees. And guys that were just drafted last year and this year. All right, we'll get back to that in a minute. Let's talk real fast
0: about what's going on in the system, and then we'll get back to that with an interview with their manager, Pat Borders.
1: The Iron Pigs last week
0: week traded Tom Eshelman to the Orioles. Your thought, Jeff?
1: I think it was a good move. Tom Eshelman didn't really have a future here, and getting the international signing money should help them. Um, Tom was one of those people that was included in the Velasquez trade, but he wasn't a power pitcher. Uh, He had a really good season a couple seasons Ago, but he has really struggled last year and part of this year. So I don't see him in the Phillies' future plans at this point in his career. It was better to move him on for international signing money.
0: Lakewood at 22 and 41, 22 and a half games back. They've played a little better
1: at, at times and pulled out some wins. They have. I mean, they're starting to get some hitting, and uh, which is always a good thing. And their pitching is really doing well. I mean, we talked about Glagowski and McKay. They they have a couple good pitchers down there.
0: In Clearwater, they're 36 and 29 and. Seven Second place four and a half games back at Dunedin. Uh, Jeff, they've won seven in the last ten and every time I turn around somebody in that team is making headlines.
1: Yeah, well this this time it's a guy that we want back with the Phillies, which is Roman Quinn. Roman Quinn's played uh, six games at Clearwater, batted 500, one home run, two stolen bases, and a 1.365 OPS. Now, part of that is from a prior rehab too, but Roman is doing well there. The question is where he's going to fit in with the Phillies, but we can talk about that at another time. It seems like he's going to
0: probably get the call back up this weekend to go back up to the big team. Uh, Edray w- Ramos was also doing some rehab, and he was called back up this week. Austin Davis sent back to the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, so mm-hmm. they now have another uh, bat there. We've but got some All-Stars
1: there in uh, Clearwater, though. Tell me about it. Well, seven of them. Only six. Only, only seven? Only seven, but only six will be going to the actual game. Alec Boehm was the most recent addition to the Florida State League Northern uh, All-Star team, uh, which has been pretty impressive because he was at Lakewood for half the season so in a very short period of time he has impressed down there Nick Maton who is an infielder uh, was a high draft pick he's a guy that that's done pretty well Matt Veerling's a guy who we've had on the show several times and is just a standout center fielder Simon Muziotti, who's the guy that we talked about a couple weeks ago who was originally a Red Sox signee and they lost him as a result of some no-nos that they were doing with their their money Damon Jones who's been a Light great start at Sure. Yep, Hennigan who has now been promoted to Double A, and Grant Dyer, who's another reliever. So, uh, it's an impressive group of kids that they have down at uh, at Florida State League. It's definitely
0: uh, something to watch. How much longer do you think Alec Bohm stays there before they move him up? I mean, he just hasn't seen down. My
1: prediction at all. is by Fourth of July he, okay. that he's up in Reading. Okay, something for us to see when we go visit Reading. We'll mm-hmm. be up in Reading next week, right, Jeff? Yeah. Well, you know, the one th- the one thing I would note though is is partly it's going to be determined by where the guys that are at Reading, and Go. Austin Listie really struggled. Um, but for the last, I don't know, after April, he's done very well. Uh, Austin Listy is a guy that you should look to. That He's an older guy. You wonder if he's going to be the guy that moves up soon. In his last 10 games, he's batting 355, 12 RBIs, four homers, and a 1.049 OPS.
0: Let's get to the crosscutters. They've got opening day tomorrow. We talked a little about where they fit in the system. Got a couple minutes before we play the interview today. Tell me a little bit about what
1: people can expect. A lot of youth. They have a lot of guys that are 19 years and younger. There's some 18-year-olds on the team, a couple pitchers to look at. Lionel Aponte, 6'4", 19 years old, good fastball plus slider. Rafael Carvajal who's a 22-year-old right-handed pitcher from the Dominican, who last year was a New York Penn League All-Star, got injured after pitching in 16 games. Junior Tejada is another guy that I would look at from the pitching. And the last guy that I would talk about from the pitching staff would be Anton Kuznetsov, who we had planned to talk to last year and then he got injured. He's the kid from Russia and would be the first Russian that would make it to the major leagues if he does it. All right, Jeff, he gave me the pitchers. Who should I look out for the position players? Well, the first two that are exciting to me is the catchers. You always want to have depth at the catching position. So the two guys that I would look for at that position are the first one is Logan Ohapi, who's a New York kid. He was last year's 23rd round pick for the Phillies. Um, He's considered a top Top-level catcher. He's a stud all around with good fielding skills. Uh, his hitting skills are the thing they need to work on, but I think he's going to be a decent hitter. The second one is Juan Aparicio. I don't know if he's related to Luis, is that, If that's what you're going to ask, he's a Venezuelan international signee, 19 years old. Uh, he slashed 3.39, 3.78, 5.18 in the Gulf Coast League last summer. Uh, he's more of a hitter than he is a defensive catcher. My guess is we're going to see him moved around a lot of playing designated hitter, a lot of first base. And they need to find some more catchers in the
0: system. They need some defensive catchers in the system. You know what you look, you can never have enough depth at catcher. Tell me what to look out for at infield. They're pretty young. Five of the eight
1: infielders are teenagers. Good Lord. Yeah. Somebody check the IDs. uh Uh-huh. So, uh, Nicholas Torres is a kid from Venezuela. He's 19 years old. He's a second baseman. He's considered kind of a Placido Polanco-type player. Um, DJ Stewart, who's a 39th round pick for the Phillies from 2017, he's a third baseman. He's he's an old guy in the group. He's 20 years old. Old guy. Yeah. How does uh, it make you feel? Exactly. Uh, even you, how does it make you feel? Uh, old. He's, I'm <laughs> twice his age now. Logan Simmons is the guy that I'd really look out for. He was a sixth round pick for the Phillies last year. Um, he was a shortstop, but as we've seen with the Phillies organization, he'll be playing a lot of the. I was going to say, that means he'll positions. play anywhere on right, the field. Exactly. Um, and in outfield, um, Uh, You know, there's a couple guys. I'm not super excited about the outfield yet, but you never know with these guys. The one guy I'd look at is Corbin Williams. Um, He was a 24th round pick for the Phillies last year. He's got gray hair. He must. He's 21 years old. Uh, (laughs) He's considered the fastest guy on this team, and he likes to do something shocking. He likes to bunt. They still bunt in baseball? To me, that's exciting. You're allowed to do that? You are allowed to do that. So uh, I think it'll be exciting to see how the Crosscutters do this year, and we'll have to get out there. And we have a trophy presentation that we have to give for our uh, final fur to their mascot.
0: Well, we'll have to get out there. Why don't we go to our Pat Borders interview, and then we'll come back.
1: We're here with Pat Porter. It's Pat, how you doing? Very good. Enjoying spring training. So last time I saw you, you were up in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, managing the Crosscutters. What's it like to be down south again? Well, I live down in Florida, yep. so this is home for me. It's only mm-hmm. uh, a couple hours west of my hometown, so it, it, it's a good place for me. And la- Last I heard, you had nine kids. You were able to field your own baseball team? nine kids instead and, mm-hmm. and holding i i hope uh, i was just gonna <laughs> ask are we still on nine?
2: Oh yeah I, th- I threatened one of my one of my daughters one of my older daughters i said if she didn't have a grandkid for me that i and your mom gonna have another one <laughs> that scared her into it because she had one
0: there you go all right so now you're a well, grandfather congratulations, congratulations. you uh take your grandchild out here already teach him how to do a little bit on the field
2: nah it's a girl a and it's uh uh, it's only about six months old, ah, so she's she, got away before she can get got a baseball time. field.
1: She's got time. So one of the things that I noticed from talking to you when we were up in Williamsport is how much you enjoy teaching these kids. What's the difference between your everyday managing teaching during the, the season and what you're doing down here in spring training? Uh, not a whole
2: lot actually you, you're down here you're teaching you're you're developing you get them better for a purpose to get them to the big leagues make them better every day and uh, during the season you're essentially doing the same thing with maybe teaching them how, uh, the, the desire and uh, the the will to win the burn to win, to drive and and all the characteristics of a, a winner so it, it's it's pretty much the same thing Can you
0: talk about the excitement
2: of spring training I mean you've been through this a good amount of times
0: now it doesn't seem to ever get old for people People here no matter whether you're a manager that's done it for 20 years or a player who's your first time what's it like for you to come and see the the hope on the faces of the players who are trying to make their mark here
2: well, for me, it's enjoyable. I think, I think you weed out all, all the people uh, over the course of the years that really don't like to be here and don't want to be here, uh, maybe do it as a job. I think the people that are left uh, are, are the ones that are excited and genuinely say I look forward to playing baseball, being on the baseball field, developing a kid, hanging out with the, uh, the young kids, keeping you mentally, physically young just, just by being uh, around someone so uh, energetic and uh, youthful.
1: When, you, when we were at Williamsport, you're around 17, 18-year-old kids all the time. You're away from your family. I don't know how many people you know up in Williamsport. What, Obviously, baseball drives you to be up there. What's it like to be up in Williamsport for that period of time? Well, it's it's
2: uh, revitalizing. Uh, I've seen some older people retire, go back, atrophy mentally, physically, uh, socially. Uh, you get around these young kids; they force you not to be like that. They they force you to be uh, active physically. They they uh, inject you with uh, the the energy of the the, the youth, which I, I tend to have anyway, and it, it just makes it, it makes my life better. So
0: how's this camp been different? A lot of changes on the main roster. They've brought in some all-stars. We've seen them out there with some of the players working with them. Obviously, you saw the pictures of Bryce Harper with Mickey Moniak. What's that mean to a manager like you to have some of these veterans and people who have been through it? So it's it's a different voice than your own out there telling them what they can do to make, make
2: themselves better. Some of the some of the managers, coaches that, that are in the minor leagues have played, but these are the people they see play now. So that's going to imprint a younger kid probably far more than someone my age or that's played a decade ago. These, the, the people that are playing today, like a Harper and uh, McCutcheon, those those kind of people that they know, they've seen, they know they're good, uh, probably watched them when they were even younger, uh, are going to have a, probably a, a very big impact on them when they say something to them. They're, they're going to hold their attention. Uh, relatively quickly i would say
1: when, when you're when you see these kids um you just said that they're they look up to people like bryce harper they're 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 not that much younger than bryce harper what do they what do they see or what do you see of them when 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 you're around and when bo is around and and, and the stars of a generation before um how does that impact them
2: well, they know who you are real quick. They get on their phone, they look you up, and they find everything you've done—bad, <laughs> good. And they—they—they they, they pulled up a video of myself getting thrown out, and uh, called me slow. So they—they—they they know everything about you. So well, we you can't hide We need you to you talk more about
1: that throwing out. Uh, you know how? You, you Wait, can, are you talking about being thrown out of a game or being thrown out? Being picked off, or, or I think f-
2: physically, physically, so they've seen me throughout <laughs> oh, okay. the game. So that, that's not normal, but they have seen that. But the, the running part, I think, is what they are referring to.
1: Okay, so the,
0: so do the players have as much fun with you, or as you do with them, or what's the relationship like for player in the minors? You know, dealing with a manager, obviously, it's sort of we talk a lot. Sometimes it's like a parent relationship where you watch them grow. But what's the relationship
2: from a player side back with the manager that you see? I don't think I think you have to engage them. And, and make it fun for them. Uh, make them enjoy practicing as much as you can. Uh, uh, you, you have to be somewhat of a parent to them at times too. You have to discipline and keep uh, keep the respect. Obviously, the, the, the position commands respect, and uh, you do have to discipline. You write the lineup out, and uh, that's got that's got to, got to be the little dividing line between being too close to them
1: what do you what do you do during spring training we've talked to some of the players and and this is the start of spring training it's only been a few weeks but they seem to be getting tired I think they're anxious to now get into the season kind of thing and you come out here on the fields and you see them doing the same drills that they were doing when they were in Little League how do you keep it fresh and how do you keep it, it fun for them when they're doing these kinds of drills which they have to do to get better well, I, th- I think that, uh, that this year they've
2: they've scheduled uh, the drills, the routines, the batting practices, uh, the pitching sides, the the, the blocking, the throwing, the, the infield work, the outfield work. They've scheduled uh, so well that there's no downtime. You're moving from one to the next to the next, and it, it's it's very very functional. It's very very good. So they're probably physically as tired as as they've been, they've been. Uh, uh, it, it, all, all in all, it's just been a very good good practice, good, good start of the, the, the spring training, but at this time, no matter how hard you work, it seems like it, it becomes uh, let's get a game under our belt because then, then you have some little uh, game excitement and then you go back and do the work in the morning and come back and have a next game the next day.
0: Last year, we saw umpires standing in when pitchers were throwing their bullpen sessions, sort of give them an idea of what the strike zone is. This year, we've seen some players and batters standing in there to sort of see what the pitch is and kind of give the pitcher advice. How do you think that helps the pitchers better prepare for what they have when they've got a player who's seen it to be able to say to them, OK, you might be tipping a pitch here or you may want to change this arm angle here?
2: I think it's just just more repetition. The more pitches you see, the more you get used to, the more you program your computer your brain to react Uh, batting wise I think it probably helps the batters more so than the pitchers because they they see different arm angles movements Uh, they can work on their stride uh, evaluating strikes uh, pitches they should take Uh, and it does help the pitchers as well just having a batter standing there instead of a dummy or nobody at all It, it makes you focus a little more gives you a little closer to a game situation.
0: All right. I got to ask you a personal question here. So uh, Jeff is upset that I'm asking this, but you told me to ask it anyway. (laughs) I was a young man watching the 1993 World Series. As opposed to the the older man. Very very excited that uh, I thought the Phillies were going to be coming back to Philadelphia. I woke my dad up. And right as I woke my dad up, Joe Carter hit a home run on a team that you were on that got to celebrate a World Series, and you crushed my kid dreams. How often do you hear from people uh, here in Phillies camp that remembers that not fondly with you.
2: (laughs) Well, I... (laughs) (laughs) I'm enjoying the ring. <laughs> I'm not going to give it back. I'm not enjoying you having it. <laughs> you, have, you have two of them, right? Uh, two of them, yeah, yeah. two championships. And, and I don't know what it's like to have a, 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 a league championship ring to it. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. But I'm sure the Phillies had a nice one that year.
0: My dad's response to me after I woke him up, I, I woke my dad up, and I was like, we're coming back to Philadelphia. Joe Carter hit the home run, and he goes, welcome to be a Phillies fan. <laughs> and he went back to sleep. And that was so, – so how is it you come – fast forward all these – years, do you still keep in touch with players from that Toronto team and get back together with them?
2: matter of fact, I saw a bunch of them uh, over the course of this winter. I happened to go up to Toronto and i haven't been up there in a number of years and uh, ran across cor- uh, all of them. They were all up there at an event that we were together at. It was a good time. It was like we just finished playing yesterday. It's like we are being in a locker room uh, 24 hours ago. You, you, you talk to them, you tease them, you rag on him. your buddies the same way. Uh, it, was, it was very nice to be back with them. What you, was that moment like? Oh, exciting! I tell you, that, that when
1: that ball goes flying, did you know the second he hit it that that ball was gone? Oh,
2: absolutely! When he hit it, you mm-hmm. knew it was going to get out. Uh, I knew. That's, yeah, the, the a <laughs> couple couple of those games were the exciting. Were rolling down <laughs> as, oh, it, was, <laughs> where it went out. That that that, that series could have gone either uh, either way at a couple a couple different points. In, in, it was in, a in, great in series. Was a good series, yes. Uh, you know, the uh, the high scoring they, game they had on that rain. Uh, Fourteen. Total, to, yes, I remember that. Uh, it, it was a very fun fun game to be a part of, and and I know we weren't looking forwarded to, to, to extending it to any.
1: Was not Morandini on the Phillies in '93? Yeah. He, do, you ever, do you guys ever
0: talk about that? I haven't got to see him. I, 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 yeah. I, he was here earlier. Yeah, we'll have to find him down yeah. here for you. Do you ever bring your rings in to show to the players? Sort oh of. Oh God, a, no!
2: I don't think that would be a good idea here. But
0: but I mean, from a standpoint of sort of this is <laughs> what you're playing for. Like you have you have this opportunity that I did to live your dream, just like I, just like me. Is that? You may not bring uh, the ring, but how do you impart, impart that on some of these guys?
2: All teasing aside, I very seldom wear them uh, I don't know why I just I, I, I don't like the, uh, advertising the, that I played. it's just uh, kind of my nature uh, I can't remember the last time I wore it to be honest with you it, it, it's a nice thing to have very proud of it it's, you didn't it, lose them I r- no I still have them All actually right, okay. but uh, d- d- I very very seldom wear them uh, I, it's just a, a f- kind of a flamboyant thing just for me personally that's just my personality uh, uh, so I, I, ch- I choose not to wear them very often although
1: I am very proud of him so so you you talked to me um previously about how you and uh, Marty Malloy talk a lot um you now have a new member of of this Phillies minor league fraternity and Mike Micucci uh have you gotten to know him and, and is there any initiation process that he had to go through no, the, the, we ha- I was around him the first couple of days. He was very entertaining. Uh-huh. Uh, just start, just starting
2: to get to tap into his humor and and, and something <laughs> to entertain myself with because yeah. that's how I am. And they, they kind of divided us up on two different fields. I haven't been, re- been able to get around him very much. But Marty, Are you sure is, they're not keeping you apart. For a reason? <laughs> well, they put in your Marty. That yeah, could be uh-oh. worse. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: we did ask him though. Um, you know, you see catchers make the transition over to managing, and it seems like they're very well prepared based on how they've handled the game as a player to be able to handle that role off the field as a manager. Can you talk about the impact of that, how that prepared you for what you've done since your playing days?
2: I think you have to deal with uh, different in-game personalities, uh, uh, getting to know the people, uh, pitchers especially all, off off the field. I think that's probably one of the things that makes you uh, maybe transition the most. The on-field stuff, uh, a lot of players are involved in the games. We're involved from pitch to pitch, maybe checking out the guy on deck, the guy in the dugout that's coming up, and, and maybe uh what you're pitching, or you know, thinking a batter or two ahead, a pitcher or two ahead, uh, well, you're controlling the running game the best you possibly can. From behind the play with picks and slide steps, and uh, probably motivating the, the pitchers uh, during the game, after a game, especially after a loss, you can you, you can really uh, get big dividends paid your way just by that. Maybe a comment you make about a positive uh, during the game, even though they lost, you know, to 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 bring the focus. That you had a good game in this area, then you know to kind of stimulate the pitcher to, to trust, believe in you, and it's uh, probably more of a. Uh, personality handle thing than uh, than on field, although that is a part of the, the
1: catching game. The thing that you've translated to coaching that you were just talking about, do you also talk to the young catchers about that, about finding different ways to motivate a pitcher and to make sure that the pitcher's head's in the game and that their spirits are up and things like that?
2: Yeah, I I spoke about programming a computer uh, uh, a a bit ago, and that's part of the programming of a catcher, knowing how to read the pitchers, when to to push a button, uh, when to go one way or the other as far as maybe uh, amping up the the volume of your voice or soften your voice or pat on the back or kick them in the butt a little bit. Uh, It it takes a little bit of feel for that. You just can't just uh, throw something against the wall, hope it sticks. It's it's, uh, a long-term thing that you learn. You get a good feel for it. You get a feel for batters up to the plate, their personalities, uh, retaining what you did to them a, a series or a two series ago because the batter remembers every pitch the pitcher threw to him, and you, that's your job to remember what your pitcher did to him as well. Uh, even though you have to remember a lot more batters, I guarantee the batter remembers what happened to him on the specific bat a week or two ago.
0: What's it say? We've been watching and following uh, tickets for tomorrow's game. Bryce Harper's first uh, game here. Going for like $200 now on the market. He's only going to swing twice, DH. Um, you know they sold 340,000 seats at the stadium now since the signing what's that do for an organization that already had a fantastic offseason and has already been building their minors and the team in general to have something like that happen does it bring a jolt through the organization a little more excitement here what's the long-term
2: impact that you say well that's it's a shot of espresso for you right there they already have a good minor league system uh, did some big things during the winter that uh, the lineup looks tremendous I mean you look at it on paper and it it's it's something something special has happened there, and it, it, it I know it stimulates the minor league players as well as the coaches to have such a good team, and uh, uh, it's good to have. Uh, competition I guess they're starting to backlog a little bit with talent in the minor league so you don't you don't move up quite as easy you got to really prove yourself
0: how do you handle that as a manager to keep the players patient obviously they were always their best at their own local level and now they come here and they may be playing great but there may be somebody who's playing better at the big league kind of blocking them how do you keep them motivated and not get discouraged that they're going to get their opportunity
2: I'll try to focus on today uh... Do something today to make yourself better every day. Uh, it's easy to say, hard to do, but the, the, the repetition of every day, every day, every day, telling them that and training them, maybe trying to train them that we want to get better today. You can't worry about what happened yesterday. You're not worried about tomorrow. Let's do something now. Uh, you can't help what's going up, uh, what's going on ahead of you, the next level, two levels ahead of you. Uh, Baseball is a, a very strange game. Things happen and people move quickly. Uh, you can you can escalate and do well for a, a half a season and jump a level and, and all of a sudden you find yourself in the big leagues and you get your opportunity. Be prepared to today because you might get a, one shot in the big leagues or one shot at the next level. Be prepared today for that for that because you never know when it's come. You know most players get that opportunity uh, maybe one time and if you if you answer the bell and you're prepared that's that's the that's the time you show someone because you never know who's going to be in the stand, who's going to notice you who's going to like you. Uh, that that's probably the the, the biggest message you sent to them
1: i know i know you're on the clock and you got more work to do so we're going to let you go but before we do wh- i noticed as we were out on the back fields today that coaches tend to pick up their bats when there's downtime and just start swinging them do 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 you still miss playing the game i know you're you're in a different place now with coaching the game but it seems to me that the coaches still miss swinging a baseball bat every time they can going out and having to catch every time they can. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrong read right there.
0: Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're way off base there. I am so glad you called him out on that, too, uh, well, he's been
0: I, walking around going, they pick the bat up every time <laughs> you're yeah. standing there.
2: I can only speak for myself. Uh-huh. But when I walked away, I was completely done with playing. I'm happy where I'm at. <laughs> I don't ever want to face a damn fastball bearing down in your hands. I was just made that comment the other day. with The first day of live pitching, you got a guy that's throwing pretty hard, sinking the ball, and then having to think six inches above your knuckles. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) That is not a good
1: thing. And they probably haven't gotten their location down yet, too. Oh, that's a
2: fun part of it, too. You get that live BP and they accidentally hit you in the ribs. You're you're over that part of the game. Oh, I got no desire to get back here and do that. (laughs) Well, we, we can't thank
0: you enough for the time. We always enjoy getting to talk to you and wish you the best of luck. And thanks for what you're doing with the team. And we'll head up to Williamsport. Hope to see you again. Look forward to visiting. Looking forward
2: to it. Thank you.
1: And now the fans see why we like talking to Pat Porter so much, Jeff. He he really he's such a great guy with so much knowledge, and and you know it's great to have these kind of guys in the system. It absolutely is,
0: and um, you know we'll definitely look forward to talking to him more and see the development of the guys under his tutelage as we go along in the season. Uh, we are leading in again tonight to the Redding Fightins, Jeff. Another uh, good week for the Fightins. Tell me what's going on in the system and what to expect tonight.
1: Well, they're 35 and 26. They're in third place, but that doesn't mean much because they were a half game back as of last night to the Hartford Yard Goats, There's four teams battling for this first place slot, so it's going to be really exciting the end of the first half of the season. Here's the thing. If you can get down to Redding, you should be there because these guys that are pitching tonight, you have Adonis Medina, who's one of the Phillies top pitching prospects, and you have Casey Mize, who last year for the Erie Seawalls, or the Tigers, um, he was their number one overall pick uh, in 2018 from Auburn. Just look at his stats. Earlier this year, he started high A. 2-0. Four games started. This is not a a, a wrong statement. 0.35 ERA and a 0.31 whip. I had to double check. I saw
0: you uh, put that in our prep for the show and I was like,
1: (laughs) is that that an error? Yep. And he hasn't done much worse since he's been promoted to double A. He's 6-0. 1.27 ERA. 49.2 innings pitch 48 strikeouts a 0.89 whip and only 10 walks this kid's on on the fast track to the majors definitely especially with i mean the tigers are not that good a team so if if you're not down there check it out on mi the milb app any any place because this is going to be a pitching tool And we'll be in ready next tuesday night for chad henny
0: night out there talking to some of your michigan friends gonna be the last word Jeff go blue go blue thank you so much for joining us this week now we hand it over to Greg Caserta and Kristen Carbach. as so they take you up to the first pitch for the fightins here on 610 ESPN we'll be back next week enjoy the ball game